Hey, this is Mike Taylor, the Barber's Voice, and today's podcast is going to be a really interesting one. It's about the barber license that we don't have in the UK. So that's right, in the UK, no one has to have any qualifications or any insurance to trade. How ridiculous is that? So that means anyone, no matter whether they've been trained or not, could set up a barber shop and just cut hair tomorrow. When I first found this out, I couldn't believe it. And the saddest thing is, I don't think the majority of the public know this. A lot of barbers don't know this. A lot of hairdressers don't know this. There is something called the Barber and Hair Council, which was formed in the 60s and it's got a government act of parliament. And what they want to do is introduce registration. So they go around and they ask people to register with them. The unfortunate thing is they might have 9,000 on their books, but there's hundreds of thousands of us. So 9,000 no one's going to listen to. And as it costs 40, 50 pounds a year, they lose as many members as they gain every year. So they're not getting anywhere. So this is something I feel really strong about. When I started the British Barbers Association back in 2009, this was my main objective, to try and get barbers recognised and barbers licences. Why? Because I think it makes us much more professional. And again, it sets a level playing field there. We need to run our businesses. We need to make a living. How can we do this when anyone can just set up when you have got so many charlatans out there that can just pretend they're being a barber? How can we be respected as professionals if you don't even have any qualif- if you don't have to have any qualifications to trade? It's ridiculous. So the reasons people say, Mike, what are your big reasons for wanting a barber license? Well, the first one is. My insurance is gone through the roof since COVID. And I spoke to my insurance broker and he said, yeah, it's gone up loads. Why is that? We're in a blame culture. Loads of barbershops and hairdressers are getting sued. So what happens now then? If people are not insured or if they're not qualified, the insurance can get out of it. But when I went to the council in Paul and was talking to them about licensing, they said to me, You don't even have to be insured. You'll be taking a risk. So does the public know that some barbers and hairdressers are not even insured? They haven't got no public liability before they're touching their head. That is ridiculous. The next one's health and safety. There is a level of health and safety. We are touching people. God, we've just been through a pandemic. How serious is hygiene and health and safety and what we do and how personal and up close we come? With barbering, everyone's using blades, everyone's shaving, there's blood that gets drawn. The sharp scissors we use, we need to clean our equipment, we need to know about health and safety. Also with hairdressers, with the colours they use, skin testing, it's so, so important. And then qualifications. If you're going in and getting your hair done, you want to know that that person has been trained, surely. So a few years back, I used to be on the board of the Hair Council 
and they asked everyone to get their MPs involved. So at the time I was in Limington in Hampshire and I got my local MP and I got him down to the barber shop and I said to him, why are we not licensed? And he said, well, the Conservatives don't believe in it. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, then we basically think if you open a restaurant and you cook good food, people will come back. If you cook bad food, they won't. Same with haircuts. And I thought, well, that's a very simple way of looking at things. And then I just explained about health and safety measures and shaving, for instance. And I had him convinced about licensing within about 10 minutes. And he came into my shop dead set against it and left on my side. So now there is a lot of people out there going, oh, come on, Mike, come on. Do we need the extra paperwork? People that know me know that I do not want extra paperwork. But my idea is simple. I hold a driving license, I hold a passport. It's not that difficult. Surely, if we sent in our insurance documents, our qualifications and our national insurance number to prove that we're insured to work, we're qualified to work and understand health and safety and we have a national insurance number so we're able to work and then maybe a minimal fee, 30 40 pounds and have an identity card which obviously will be tax deductible and i'd be proud to have it like when you go into a taxi you see their identity card everywhere you go you see people's identity card but wouldn't that be great for the public to see your identity card wouldn't it be great for the industry for people to hold that identity card the public know they're in safe hands they know there's some qualifications and the people that are doing it they know that they are on a level playing field. That's what really makes me angry, is there's so many people out there that haven't got insurance, they haven't got qualifications, and they shouldn't even be working, that are trading, cutting hair, and it's completely wrong. All I am doing here is I'm standing up for my trade and for people like me so that we can run legitimate businesses to support our families. So now, guys, let's get to the source of the problem is, the Hair and Barber Council, to be fair, they do their bit, but they've been going since the 60s and nothing's happening. And I don't think it ever will with these guys. And it won't with all the big players in the industry. There must be some reason why the big people like Procter & Gamble, Weller, L'Oreal, Goldwell can't pull this through because they probably don't want it to be pulled through. They probably think if we get a license, maybe people can't go in super drugs and buy their colours and just put them on at home but you know how dangerous it is but it's not right like I said before your plumbers your sparkies your taxis everyone else is regulated now why are we not regulated why is our high streets looking like rubbish because we're not regulated and it's taken away from our trade so this needs to be a talking point if you are the public listening to this and you're just interested in barbering or interested in hair Tell everyone you know. And if you are a barber or a hairdresser listening to this, make sure your clients know because it needs to get out there and it needs to get out there somewhere. It needs people to talk and it needs to get to the right places to say. Again, this is another moneymaker for the government, but we want to be licensed. And the reason we want to be licensed is because we're professionals and we want to show people we're professionals. And we also want a level business playing field so we can make a legitimate good living with that everyone undercutting us all the time 
I know the way the Conservative government feel. If you're a better cook, they'll come back. But that's a bit of a dated theory. It really, really is. With health and safety the way it is, we've just got through COVID. We really need to be known as professional tradespeople that are recognised with some sort of licence. And like I said before, it doesn't have to be massive. All it has to be is your insurance, your qualifications and your right to work. Well, that was a bit of a hard hitting one, but that is one that I feel massively passionate about. So please, 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 guys, share away. Any questions, email me, info at Mike Taylor Education. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you'll get talking and I hope you help me. One day we can all be licensed and be that much more professional. (music) 